the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for the word? Let's go! We are starting a new series tonight called Think happy. We need to think happy. Y'all ready? We got to think happy. Not just cliche, not just, you know, good vibes, positive vibes. No, we're going to think happy. We're going to think the word and we're going to see transformation in our thinking. Come on. There's a mental health crisis going on. You know what we need to do? We need to think on the word of God. We need to set our focus on the word of God. God's word is healing. That song says, when you speak, come on, when you speak the word, when you speak the word over that situation, when you speak the word over that sickness and disease, come on, when you speak the word over whatever it is that is going on, that's what we're going to speak and we're going to think happy. We're going to think positive. We are going to think on the word. We're going to set our focus, set our mind. Come on, set our intentions on the word of God. Paul said in Acts 26.2, I think myself happy. Let's go. We got them happy feet. Woo! I think myself happy. I love this. Our thoughts are key to our success in this life. Our thoughts are key. And we need to keep our thoughts focused on the word. We need to keep our thoughts focused on positive, right? Encouraging, uplifting words from the word, right? We need to keep our thoughts because our thoughts affect us. We need to keep our outlook. We need to, we got to be guard over it. We got to watch over it. It's our responsibility, right? Because they, they're key to our success. Our mindset, our attitude, our mentality. You know, some people are just like, I'm a winner. They come into the situation. I'm a winner. There's a winning mentality. There's a winning mentality. And when you got somebody on your team, that football team, that whatever team, and they got a winning mentality, let me tell you, it's going to spread, right? That winning mentality. We need to have a winner's mentality here in the Christian faith, in our walk with God, as Christians, as Jesus followers. Look at your neighbor and say, you following Jesus? Come on, we ain't just Christians. We are followers of Jesus. We are followers of Jesus, and he walked in authority. He walked in integrity because integrity matters, right? Here at Love Live, we know that integrity matters. That's how the world is going to see Jesus in me and Jesus in you. When we're walking in integrity, in character, out in the world, we're keeping our word. We need to check our mindsets, our mindsets that we have healthy mindsets. When a job interview comes, come on, when a promotion comes your way, when a test comes at school, when there's something coming up, what are we doing? We're having a mindset of a winner. We got the mind of Christ. We set in our minds on the word of God. We can overcome this situation. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But let me tell you, we can do nothing on our own. So we ain't over here trying to do it on our own, right? We're going to do it with the word of God. Jesus Christ is strengthening us. Whatever happens in this life, we got to choose to think ourselves happy. I'm going to choose to think myself happy. It doesn't matter what's coming up. It doesn't matter what's going on. You cannot always choose your thoughts, but you can change them. You can't always choose them. Let me tell you, random thoughts are just going to fly right in. Woo, 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 right? 
You can't always choose your thoughts, but you can change them. You can change that thought. You can totally change that thought. Random thoughts come in, right? If they are negative, if they are toxic, if they are just plain out stupid and non-productive, change them. Change them. Change the thought. Change the thought. It's that simple. You have to think yourself happy. People complicate it. People complicate it, but we need to think ourselves happy. Do you know that when you are born again believer, you are never without hope? Come on. You, 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 are, you have overcome. You have the mind of Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. But you got to know these promises. You got to know the word so that when the storm is coming, when the wind is blowing in your face and you can barely hold on, you remind yourself, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. You remind yourself that you're going to see, you're going to get through to the other side. We're going to get through to the other side of this crisis. Come on, we're going to get through to the other side of this pandemic. I don't care what's going on. We're going to get through to the other side. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. We are going to the other side. What are we going to do? We're going to stand strong in faith. We're not going to walk in fear. We just finished a series last month on fear not. Come on. I will not fear. We will not walk in fear. We're going to walk in faith. We're going to walk in boldness. We're going to look to our examples. We're going to look to Jesus. We're going to look to Paul. What did he do in the time of storm? What did he do when he was in prison? What did he do? He said, I think myself happy. I think myself happy. Through all the situations, sickness and disease, and all these kind of things that I've been sharing with you guys throughout the years, what do I tell you? I will never be a label to any diagnosis. I will think myself happy. The only label that I will put on me is the word. Does the word say, I am healed? Then I am healed. Come on. That's what we're going to believe. That's what we're going to stand on. The word says that you are prosperous. Come on. Are you going to believe that word? You're going to stand on that word? God says, give and it will be given unto you. That doesn't make sense to us. But we trust God at his word. We trust him that he is faithful. We trust him that he's the only thing that will never let us down. He's the only thing. He will not lie. God cannot lie. Come on. Think yourself happy. Let's go. We're going to change negative thoughts to positive thoughts, toxic thoughts to healthy thoughts, stupid and non-productive thoughts to wise, successful thoughts. How are we going to do that? Through the word. You need some wise thoughts? Go through Proverbs. Proverbs got all kinds of wisdom for you. We need Proverbs on young people and not so young people. Come on, young at heart. We need Proverbs. We need the wisdom of God. God gives us his wisdom and his word. We can operate in these principles. Integrity matters. Our word matters. Our yes is yes and our no is no matters. Come on. Our character matters. Who you are out there in this world. Because who we are sitting in here, man, we looking good. We're looking our best, right? We got our church best on. But who we are out there is what really matters. It's what really matters. We're the hands and feet of Jesus out there, out there. And you want to know a cool way to help you change your thoughts is start helping somebody else. Start praying for somebody else. Start thinking about somebody else. Because you know what? When you're going through things and when you're only thinking about yourself and you're only thinking about the problem and you're only thinking about your situation, let me tell you that problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
But that moment you lay it down, you lay it down, you give it to God, you cast your care, and you start praying for somebody else. You know so-and-so is going through some situation. You may not have a lot, but there's something you can sow. You can sow a seed into that family or whatever. You can sow prayers. You know, you can sow encouraging texts, encouraging phone call. It is so funny. Talking to my grandparents, I, I just talked to my grandpa, and he's 80, and he's like, don't text me. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, I don't like this phone. I don't like, he, he actually doesn't even like when he gets a text. Because he's like, it dings and he doesn't know where to find it. He's like, I don't know where the text went. So don't text me. Don't text me a picture. He's like, just call me. I'm like, okay, Gramps. <laughs> and then I call him. I'm like, hey, Gramps. He's like, hi, Miha. And then, and then I'm like, uh, how you doing? How was your day? <laughs> It's so funny, you just go back to the basics, you know, you just have a basic conversation, and he's like, oh, he's so happy that you called. The call cost two minutes of my life, and it, like, it brightened his whole day. We can do that. That's what we can sow. Come on, we can start sowing these things, being encouraging to others, praying for others, and not making it all about yourself. When it's all about you, then your house isn't good enough, it's not clean enough, it's not big enough, it's not this enough, and they're not that enough, and all of a sudden you're picking apart your spouse, you're picking apart your kids, and you're picking apart your body, and you're picking apart. Stop. You got way too much time on your hands getting the word. You got all that time to be doing all that. You better get in the word. You got some time to get to Life Study University. Get that thing on repeat, right? We're going to get the word on repeat. That's how God's word is information. We need a revelation of that information. We put it into application, and we're going to see a total transformation. We're going to see a total transformation in every area of our life. Amen? Amen. We ain't going to have these stupid thoughts, non-productive thoughts. We're going to change them, transform them to wise thoughts. But we need the word of God readily available to us. We have it. You got it on your smartphone. You can buy a, a Bible at Walmart. You know, we have it available to us so that we take the negative thoughts and we put in God's word. We renew our mind. Come on. That's how we're going to do this, by the renewing of our mind to the word of God. Paul said in Romans 12, 2, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, dragging you down to its level of immaturity. But let God, who? God. Not Twitter. Not tickety TikTok. Come on. Not YouTube. Not uh, MTV, music videos, whatever it is. No. No. What's going to transform us? God. God is going to transform us into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. We cannot be so immature, dragged down by this culture. Well, it's okay. You know, teens, I remember growing up, like, Dad, can I do this? So-and-so is allowed to. My dad's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, Dad, so-and-so is allowed to date when they're 15. My dad's like, you ain't dating until you're 30. I'm like, what? Dad, what is that? He's like, no. In my house, nobody, nobody dates till you're 30. Like, man, I need to find me a house. <laughs> but I just remember coming at my dad like that. Like, well, so-and-so gets to. And he's like, you ready to go to so-and-so's house? Is your last name so-and-so or is your last name Lucero? Okay, I thought so. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't need to date nobody. I'm not dating nobody. I promise, dad. Nobody, nobody. I'm not talking. Not like y'all talking. I mean, literally just talking. 
Anyways, we're not going to allow this culture, we're not going to allow the customs to drag us down to its level of immaturity. God has a level of success for us, and it's time we level up. It's time we level up in every area of our conduct, right? Integrity matters. Integrity matters. So we're not, God's going to transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. I want to know God's will. I want to know God's plan. What's God's will for me? Is this God's will for me? Learn the word. Change your thinking. Change your thinking. Come on. Align your thinking with the word of God. And you're going to know that you're right on track with God's will and God's plan. You're led by the Holy Spirit. You're directed in these relationships. Come on. In this career. In this, in this um, especially when you're getting into college. And should I take this? And should I take that? And we got so many young people just jumping into this and jumping into that. Why don't we ask God? Why don't we ask the Holy Spirit? Why don't we ask God, what is it that you have for my life? What is it that I'm supposed to be studying in this moment to take me to the next level? That's going to transform. Come on. We're, gonna, we're not just going to repeat history, but we're going to make history. How are we going to make history? By transforming our thinking to the word of God. We're going to know his good and perfect plan for our life. His purpose, right? Win the lost, make disciples. Let's go. We're winning the lost everywhere we go. And how are we going to do that? Integrity matters. Integrity matters. When you're out there and you're coaching, when you're out there and whatever it is, if you're out there, you're working at Jack in the Box, you're out there, you're working at Taco Bell, you're going to make the best tacos they've ever had. Come on. And when we ask for more fire sauce, you're going to give us more fire sauce. Like, please, can I have more fire sauce? And they give me two. Like, are you kidding me? I need three each taco, Okay. And I know you real Mexicans don't like Taco Bell. I'm sorry. I just grew up here. Taco Bell was like, woo, yeah. My Nana picked me up. You want some Taco Bell? Yes, Nana, I do. And now I know that Taco Bell was our place because it was 59 cents. You got a 59, and they had a 69 cent, and a, you know, now they're like a dollar something. Whoa. Whoa. Back in the day, it was like 59. Can I get those curly things too? Yes. It's like my grandparents are rich. Why? Because when we go, we can order whatever we want from the 59, 69, 79. But don't you dare be ordering that, that um, Nacho Bell Grande or, or the Mexican pizza thing. No, no, oh, no, I would never dare. No, Grandpa, I don't even like that. You know, once you get grown, you get your first $5. I want a combo with the soda. Okay, we got to renew our mind. Come on, renew our mind. Reel it in, girl. Reel it in. We're not going to be dragged down no more. Come on, but we, this is a maturing process. Be kind to yourself. It's a journey. Give yourself a learning curve. This is a journey, step by step, day by day. We're going to be transforming bad habits, old habits, with the Word of God. Take it one thing at a time. One area out of a time, you know. If you're working on this, it's like, it's like even with healthy food, you know. And all of a sudden you just cut out everything. Well, what are you going to have? I'm going to have water. That's the only thing healthy for me. It's like, no. So like maybe for a while you cut out fried food. You know, maybe for a minute you cut out sugar. Whatever it is. But what we want, we would want cold. We want it all. We want to eat one salad, be skinny. Yeah, we want to eat one salad, be healthy. But no, it's a process. It's a maturity. It's a, matur- it's a journey, right? It's a maturity process. So take your time. We got time. Never, never, ever stop growing.
never become a know-it-all. It is so easy in this time, in this generation to be a know-it-all. Because we think we can Google anything, then we know it. Let me tell you, you don't. You do not. You have, if you haven't lived it, you don't know it. You don't know it. And if you, if ha- maybe you haven't lived it yet, but it's coming. And you're going to need the information of the word. You're going to need the information of the word of God. So that when it comes, you're already prepared. Oh, no, enemy, you're under my feet. I already know I got the victory. So you, are you growing weak yet? Are you growing tired yet? You know, when the wind was coming in the storm and Jesus said, peace be still, it says, as if the wind became tired. I remind the enemy, you tired? Because I'm not. I'm not. You tired yet? You growing weary? You could keep on bringing whatever you want to bring my way. But I know that God is good and God is greater. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. No matter what you bring, I already have the victory in Christ Jesus. Let's go. That's right. And how am I doing that? Because I'm thinking happy. I'm thinking happy. I'm thinking happy and not just cliche and not just peace, be happy. No, but I'm thinking on the word of God. And that makes me happy. Thinking those thoughts. It's a journey. Ask Jesus to help you. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I, am him, and I in him bears much fruit. Come on. We bear much fruit here at Love Life in every area of our life. We, we are close to God. We are close to Jesus. I and him and him and them. What are we abiding in? In his word. We are abiding in his word. For without me, look at your neighbor. You can do nothing. <laughs> without me, you can do nothing. Man, I love this scripture because me, I am strong. And I, in my mind, I feel like I could do anything. Bring it on. I could do anything. And then sometimes I find out I can't. And it frustrates me. And then I remind myself, come on, without Jesus, I can do nothing. But let me tell you, with him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. We're going to say, Jesus, I can do nothing without you. But with you, I can do all things. Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever it is you're going through, remind yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't stop speaking fear. Stop speaking the situation. You know, we say, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie. And what do you do? Lie, lie, lie. Stop speaking the lie. Start speaking, I am an honest, truthful. Come on. I am honest and truthful. I am honest and truthful. No matter what is going on in life, let's choose to think ourselves happy. Let's choose to think ourselves happy. You know when you're in the car and you're headed home and you're already replaying that fight, you're already, you're already ready. You're already, you know how you know that you can change your thoughts? Because you left the situation, you went to work, and you're all happy to everybody at work. Oh, yeah. And then on the way home, it suddenly jumped back on you. What is that? It's thoughts. That's thoughts. You're thinking yourself crazy. That's you're thinking yourself crazy, right? <laughs> I just remember, like, my mom, back in the day, you had a landline, right? And it had a cord, and we had this long cord. 
And my mom would always be trying to like get away from us, you know, because we, we're five kids. Somebody's always fighting. Somebody's, um, so, mom, she hit me, so-and-so, boom, boom, whatever, you know. But I just remember my mom like, yes. I'm like, huh? And then like you grow up and you find yourself like, hi, how's it going? Thank you for calling Love Life Church. How can I help you? <laughs> You're like, ah! <laughs> But what happens, you change your thoughts. You change your thoughts because you know that that behavior is unacceptable with these people. That behavior is unacceptable. But you allow that behavior in your family. Come on, you allow that behavior with your spouse. But it's yet unacceptable for those who you don't even love and care about. What is that? What is that? Those who we care about the most, we should have our best behavior on. We're going to choose to think ourselves happy. We're going to choose to think ourselves. Come on, we're going to be content. We're going to be content knowing that God's got a greater plan. We're going to be faithful with what's in our hand today. We're going to be bearing much fruit with what the information and the knowledge we have today. Y'all ready? We're going to bear much fruit in every area. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Be encouraged by the word of God. Be encouraged by the Lord. Be encouraged by the Holy Spirit, right? I love reading about Paul, how he navigated through the hardships of life and persecution of his faith in Christ. Man, Paul went through it all. And we over here crying and whining because we're going through something for a couple of weeks. We're going through some, you know, some hardship, some whatever, some this, some that. Man, Paul, he's been in prison. He's shipwrecked. He's been beat. He's been all kinds of things. And what did he say? I think myself happy. I think myself happy. In, in Acts chapter 23, 24, 25, you know, you got time because you're thinking all that other stuff. You got time to read, you know, you need to read. So 23, 24, 25, 26, we see that Paul, he is in chains and he's imprisoned for years. Look at your neighbor and say years. Years. Come on. Years. And Festus is now overseeing him. This guy, his name's Festus. I believe he's a governor. And he goes to Jerusalem and uh, the Jews ask to seize Paul because they want to kill him. They want to kill him. So they go and they're like, Festus, you know what? Actually, I don't, they didn't sound all ghetto. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't know what? I don't know where that comes from sometimes, but you know, it just jumps on me. So they're asking him that, that they need him because he has done stuff against us. So Festus is like, okay, prove it. You know, prove it. Prove it legally. What has he done? Because he's like, I'm not just going to give you this guy. What did he do? So then Festus says to the Jews, you have nothing proving legally that this man deserves to die. So he's protecting Paul. He's like, they can't kill you. So Festus keeps Paul, and he doesn't surrender him to the Jews. And a king comes over, and this king comes to visit Festus, King Agrippa. And Festus tells King Agrippa all about Paul's case. So this guy's coming over to visit. He's coming over to send his greetings. He's coming over there having tea, whatever. Whatever they're having. They're having something, okay? And, and he's like, I got this guy. And the Jews, they're after him. They want to kill him. So he's, he's pulling up his case. He's got his lawyers. He's like, this is what, this is what they're saying. This is and so King Agrippa says, I want to hear from Paul himself. 
You imagine, imagine this going on in your life. And a king comes up and he's like, this situation is so much. I want to hear from this man himself. Let me hear what's going on. How many people want to hear from you? Come on. They want to hear what God is doing in your life. They want to hear from you. And you know what? When it's time for them to hear from you, you're going to speak with boldness. You're going to speak with boldness. Paul is a boss. So Acts 26, 1 through 3. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you're permitted to speak for yourself. A king saying to Paul, you know what, speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. He's like, what up, let's go. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been in prison for years, let's go. He's, he's got his pen and paper, he's ready. He is ready. And he, said, he answered, he said, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I am accused of by the Jews, especially because you're an expert in all customs and questions which have been done with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. He's begging him, hear me patiently. Guys, I love this story. It is so awesome. I'm going to share this story, but I'm, I just want to, like, tell you. It's so cool because by the end of this story, the king is like, you are intriguing me to become a Christian. By the end of this story, he's like, I want to be a Jesus follower. And, and he's a king. He's so intrigued. Why? Because the word of God is coming out of Paul so boldly. Are you all ready for the, the word of God to come out of you so boldly as you walk out here and you're accused of things or whatever happens in your job place or whatever is going on? We walk in boldness. Oh, let's go. So Paul's a boss. Here's um, Acts 26.4. As the Jewish leaders are well aware. He reminds me of Jesus. Like you whitewashed tombstones, you snakes, vipers. He's over here like, as you already know, which I know you know because they all knew the law. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a full Jewish training but from my earliest childhood among my own people in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I am a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now, come on, now I'm on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. So he's saying they have this same hope and now I'm over here on trial for it. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day and they share the same hope that I have. Yet your majesty, come on king, they accuse me of having this hope. No matter what's going on right now in this world, with the pandemic and you have to choose sides and you got to say this and they say, tell me what you believe. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm scared to lose my bank account. I'm never going to travel again. What in the world are you talking about? We need to look to the word. Come on. He says, they accuse me of having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise from the dead? 
Miracles are not just for Bible times. Miracles are for the here and now. And we believe that God is good and that those miracles are available to us. We got to walk in that authority. Come on, we got to walk in it. We got to walk in that. God is able to raise from the dead. God is able to heal coronavirus. God is able to heal whoever's watching this and you're in the you're in the hospital bed and you're dealing with symptoms. God is able. Receive your healing now in Jesus name. He is good. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did it then. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. And he will do it again. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to walk in that kind of faith. We're going to walk in that kind of boldness. I used to believe that I had to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus. We got a world trying to teach our young people to oppose the name of Jesus. We got education systems, whatever going on, trying to teach people, teach the world to oppose the word of God. Come on, indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison. This is Paul talking. He's talking to King Agrippa. And I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that even I chased them down in foreign cities one day. Look at your neighbor and say, one day. One day, one decision, your whole life can change. One day, one decision, your whole life can change. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. One day, I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. About noon, your majesty, I was on the road, a light from heaven, brighter than the sun shining down on me and my companions, fell down on my head. A voice saying in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Stop fighting God's will. God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. Stop fighting against it. Surrender. Surrender to his plan and his will. How are we going to find his plan and his will? By the renewing of our mind to the word of God. By the renewing of our mind to the word of God. Paul said, who are you, Lord? He's like, who are you? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get on your feet. Let's go. Get on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you've seen me. Tell them that I, tell them all that I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you now to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness. That's what God's calling you to do. When the lost make disciples. We're supposed to get out there. What are we going to do? Turn from darkness to the light, from the power of Satan to God. Then we will receive forgiveness and their sins will be forgiven. A place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. And so King Agrippa, I obeyed the vision. I obeyed the vision. I preached first to those in Damascus and then Jerusalem, all throughout Judea, all the Gentiles. They must repent for their sins, turn to God, and prove that they have changed through good things that they do. And you know what they did? They arrested me. <laughs> 
They have persecuted me. Come on. They arrested me in the temple uh, for preaching this. They tried to kill me, but God has protected me right up to this present time so that I could testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. For everyone, come on, I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and that he would be the first to raise from the dead. And this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly, remember Festus? Suddenly Festus shouts, Paul, you're insane. (laughs) Too much study has made you crazy. (laughs) He's like, oh my gosh, I brought this king. He's like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Paul, stop, you know, stop. But Paul replied, I'm not insane. Most excellent Festus, what I am saying is the sober truth. And King Agrippa knows all about these things that I'm speaking boldly about, for I am sure that these events are familiar to him. He's like, come on, King King Augustus, King Agrippa, speak up. King Agrippa, do you believe in the prophets? Because I know you do. Imagine that kind of boldness, right? So um, Agrippa uh, interrupted him. He says, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Almost. Paul replied, almost. Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that you, that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I, except for these chains. (laughs) He's like, become just like me, except for without these shackles. (laughs) He ain't wishing nobody to be locked up. Come on. Then the king and the governor, all who stood there, they left. And they went out and they talked over and agreed. This man has done nothing to deserve, to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. I love Paul. I love reading about Paul. I love seeing how he navigated through persecution. Whatever came his way, he, what did he say? I think myself happy. I think myself blessed. I think myself fortunate to be here in front of you and speak the truth. Even though he was in chains, even though he went there as a prisoner, he was blessed. He was happy. He was fortunate to speak the truth, to speak the truth, right? He didn't give up after years of imprisonment. He did not give up. What did he do? Come on. He thought himself happy, blessed, and fortunate, even in the middle of persecution to death. They wanted to kill him. Have any of you guys been persecuted to death? I don't think so. No. Our thoughts are key to our success. Our thoughts, our outlook, come on, our mindset, our attitude, our mentality, our beliefs. No matter what is going on in life, let's choose to think ourselves happy. Let's choose to think ourselves blessed. Think ourselves to be fortunate. With the word of God, think good thoughts. Think hopeful thoughts. Think yourself happy. 1 Peter 1.3, let us thank the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was through his loving kindness that we were born again to a new life and have hope that never dies. We have Hope that never dies. This hope is ours because Jesus was raised from the dead. If you are a born-again Christian, come on. 
You are never without hope. Hope lives in you. You keep hope alive. You keep hope alive. Come on, from beginning to end. Let's go. You keep hope alive. And you remind yourself of that hope that is in you. You remind that, yourself of that hope that belongs to you, right? Jesus, I can do nothing without you. But with you, I can do all things, right? Expect something good to happen to you today. The day is not over. Expect something good to happen to you, right? Hope is confident expectation. Have confident expectation that something good is going to happen, that this is going to turn around, that this too shall pass. Come on, that we will see through to the other side. Think good, positive, happy thoughts, even in the time of crisis. Have happy thoughts readily available. If it's a good memory, if it's something, you have a good memory with, with your grandparents, with your parents, with your kids, or you help somebody, or, you know, whatever it is, have that good thought readily available so that you can change a negative thought. Have encouraging scriptures readily available. So you hear a scripture here in the service, write the scripture down, and then you have that scripture ready available. So when a negative thought comes, you have some fighting power. Instead of just thinking on that thought, you got to take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Come on, right? Have encouraging songs readily available. Have encouraging songs. When I was in the hospital, I, I had a playlist. I had a healing playlist. Why? Because there's so much going on. The nurse is coming in every five minutes. This, poke that, this, that, you, this. is like, you you need to hear the word of God. You need to hear the word of God that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. And when I came home, you know, I wanted to watch only happy things. I wanted to watch comedies, something keep me happy. Laughter is as good as medicine. You got to keep, you got, this is your responsibility. The work of the cross is already done 2,000 years ago. But our responsibility is to renew our mind, renew our mind, renew our mind to the word of God, right? No matter what's going on in life, let's choose to think ourselves happy. Be encouraged by the word of God. Be encouraged by the Lord. Be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Paul said in Philippians 4, 4 through 9, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Take pleasure in him. Again, in case you didn't hear me the first time, again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Anybody know that? That's like 80s, I think. That's way back in the day. I'm dating myself. Okay. Really back in. Not that old, but old enough to know that song, <laughs> right? Let your gentle spirit, come on, your graciousness, your unselfishness. You know, you can't be selfish and happy at the same time. Let your, your mercy, your tolerance and patience be known to all people. You know that you're known by your patience. You're known by your graciousness. You're known by your tolerance and the mercy that you have. People ask me, why do you give out grace all the time? Because I need it. That's why. Why you give it out all the time? Because I need it. Lord knows I need it every day that I wake up. That's right. Your girl needs grace, mercy. So I just be, that's what I be giving. It'll be given unto you. Good measure, press not, judge not, lest you be judged. We just be passing out mercy, grace, mercy, grace, mercy, grace. That's right. That's right. That's people are going to know you by that. And people will know that the Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, 
every circumstance and situation by prayer and request with thanksgiving. Let God know what's going on. Let him know what you need and give him thanks for what he's already done, right? Continue to make your specific requests known to God and the peace of God, that peace, that reassurance the heart with that peace that transcends all understanding, that peace with that peace with Stands guard over your heart and your mind. Come on, your thoughts in Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by the word of God, come on, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good report, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them. Think happy. Come on and implant them into your heart. The things which you have learned and received tonight, the things we've learned and received from Paul, right? We're going to we're going to practice these things in our daily life and that God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you always. Think yourself happy. Think yourself happy. Change negative thoughts to positive thoughts. Change toxic thoughts to healthy thoughts. Change stupid, non-productive thoughts to wise, successful thoughts, right? Through the word of God, through the word of God. When your thoughts are all over the place and they're negative, we have to ask ourselves, does this thought line up with what God says about me? Is this thought true? Is this thought honorable? Is this thought worthy of respect? Is this thought right and confirmed by the word of God? If it's not, change it, right? You, you can't control every thought that comes to you, but you can change it. You can change those thoughts. Is this thought lovely and brings peace? Is this thought admirable and good character, excellent, worthy of praise? You can't always choose your thoughts, but you can change them. How are we going to change them? It's simple. You all ready? I learned this trick as a teenager from Pastor Dan. This is how quickly you can change your thought. Think of a lemon. Do you have a lemon? Is it a big lemon? Is it a small lemon? Is it a limon? Because Spanish people call limons lemons and lemons, limes and lime. you know. Anyways, I just learned that. So think of a lemon. You cut the lemon, squeeze the lemon, put it in some, make some lemonade, some limeade, whatever you, right? Think of a horse. You see a horse? Have you ever ridden on a horse? Have you seen a horse in a parade? Have you seen those gigantic horse in the commercials? You see a horse, you see a horse? Think of a dog. Do you own a dog? Have you ever been chased by a dog? You know, your neighbor's dog that barks all night, and you're like, oh, that dog, you know? That dog. Think about that dog. Just like that, you changed your thought. You changed your thought. Lemon, horse, dog. Lemon, horse, dog. Lemon, horse, dog. And when you realize that you can change your thoughts, then you start changing your thoughts to God's goodness. God's goodness. Think about God's goodness, his forgiveness, his loving kindness. Think about God's protection, his provision, his purpose. Change your thoughts. Think about faith, hope, and love. Change your thoughts. Think about love, joy, and peace. Think yourself happy. And think about this. You made it this far. Don't quit now. You've made it this far. Remind the enemy, I'm still here. <laughs> and just like that, I can change. Just like that, right? You've made it this far. Don't quit now. God has a plan. He has a purpose. Think good thoughts, right, and know that something good is going to happen to you. Have confident expectation in the word of God. God is good. He loves you. I love you. I hope you all receive something tonight. Amen, amen, amen.
We'll see you guys Sunday. Have a great night. I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.